From the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now here's your host, Craig Needles. The Craig Needles Podcast and the Friday Roundtable here at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined here in the studio today by former city councilor Cheryl Miller. Uh, also here is lawyer Ali Chabar. And joining us uh, in the midst of his global media tour, <laughs> Dr. Jeff Preston. Some, Hello. Some guy. Some guy named Jeff. <laughs> no, kick ass. I love it. Yeah, Jeff's been all over the place talking Good. about uh, Air Canada messing yep. around with people's wheelchairs, right? Yeah, That's the, the Coles notes. All the airlines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all yeah. the different airlines. Yeah, yeah. fair Good. enough. Yeah, I think we should just put wheelchairs in catapults. Yeah. And just launch them. That might actually be safer. Is there like enterprise rent-a-car in different cities where you don't have to take your car everywhere you go? There should be that for wheelchairs. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, did I just discover just... a billion-dollar idea? Yeah, say trademark right now. Say yeah, trademark yeah, right yeah, now. Trademark yeah, right there now. we go. He's yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like Uber, but for wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, well, that's something to think about. It's like pinky in the brain. Tomorrow the world. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I'm, I'm pinky if you're the brain. I don't know if we need anybody here to be the brain. Uh, let's get to uh, some issues that uh, that happened this week. And the big thing that happened, it was kind of a bombshell on Monday that we found out the, the controversial uh, homeless hub that was going to go out in Northwest London on Fanshawe Park Road was not going to go ahead. CMHA saying that, hey, we didn't want to make the people who stayed at that hotel homeless. Fair enough. Now, of course, this was not information that counselors were given or the public was given when the whole debate was happening. Hmm. They were told, hey, don't worry about this. It's going to be fine. I do want to reiterate something I said because I want to make sure everyone hears me say it again. Uh, when I said on the podcast this past week uh, on Tuesday that the uh, NIMBY people in Northwest London who are writing letters to city councillors uh, wanting to get this hub stopped, they didn't care about the people who live at that hotel, I believe I said, don't give a shit. I stand by that. I think that is still true. However, I want to be very clear that I don't think that was a deciding factor as to why the hub is not going to be going there. I think that the there were actual other issues at play. Cheryl, when you saw this, what was your reaction to it? Well, actually, what it did for me is it proved how corrupt the whole process is. And I don't I want to make it clear. I not like don't I don't blame council. I blame the fact that the information that council gets is just not. It's corrupt. Because well, corrupt as far as it, bad or corrupt as far as something no, illegal or untoward is happening here? Bad. Bad. Okay. Because there's two streams, but you can't disclose that because it's in the do not disclose part of the contract. Um, and I, I was somebody reached out to me, and not somebody involved in this, but a person who actually works on it, said... There's two streams. One stream program. Second stream is site. So what they do is if it's a site one, they go to the site, they look and they pick the staff, city staff does, picks the qualified site. Then they pass it off to the organization that's going to run it. So the mental health group got, here you go, we like Lighthouse. Have, did they do any back checks? Did they do any any work on that? Who it. knows? Like to me, it's like it, it, it was bad information, and it was even worse information because council weren't given. They vote on it. They didn't have that information, so it it just points out that this whole health and homeless plan, plan document isn't worth the paper it's written on. So, uh, 
like it, it appears to me from the outside looking in that the due diligence wasn't done here. Yes. Right? Correct. The due diligence wasn't done. So let's have this entire initially a private debate and then this big public discussion and then everybody starts writing into their counselor and everybody gets all up in arms and we have a city council debate and it's in the media and everybody's weighing in and then there's a big vote and then after all the time effort and resources and political capital has been expended it's like oh hey remember that entire thing we just went through yeah forget about that because nobody checked whether the tenants right uh there are are, so is that emblematic of a larger issue well yeah we've heard it a couple times from different counselors on different different issues where it's like uh we're not being provided with the information that we we should be uh entitled to to make fully informed decisions is this is this an example of that well on the outside looking in further further to what cheryl just said how the hell did we go through that entire process only to basically have you know the, the parties go yeah my bad forget about all that but let's can move you on. imagine the shock on the council member search when they read the free press, yeah, holy shit, yeah, what's going on? And, we and didn't I know about clear. that. I'm not going to name names because I don't think they wanted this to be necessarily public. Some counselors did find out about this in the free from press the free press, absolutely. You can't, and if you're if you're working at the city of London, I don't care if you're in the mayor's office, staff, whatever. That can't be the way it goes. No, but that, see, that, that's the because problem because you are left holding the political bag totally. there. Because again, the counselors that voted for this thing, and I think they did the right thing. Yeah, they you know, put some political credibility on the line yep. here. And they said, I'm willing to go to bat for this plan. I remember Steve Lehman being here on this podcast. I can't remember if any of you were on that episode, but Steve mm. Lehman here on this podcast kind of going to bat for saying, hey, look, this is the, th- this may not necessarily be the perfect plan, but this is the best, this is the best plan that we've got right now. And I, and I think this is going to work. And he's putting his name on there. And, and I have no idea when Steve found out about this going off the rails, but, but this makes everybody involved look ridiculous. That's why I started out by saying, I don't blame counselors. Yeah. I blame the information mm. that they didn't get to make good decisions it's a structure it's a structural things right yeah jeff what do you think about all this i you know i gotta say when when i saw that that article pop up on my screen i i I can't really describe the noise that came out of my body but i assume it was the noise that happens when your soul leaves yeah and just sort of (laughs) deflated right like it's what the same noise you make when you see john klingberg and ryan reeves on the ice for the same shift yeah exactly it's like a combination of like pain and exhaustion because you know we so we have this big fight and we've pitted londoners against each other and we get everybody worked up and everybody is very very angry and i think that is a fight like the fight against homelessness is a fight that we need to have and it is going to be hard and it's going to get people angry and we need to fight through that angry anger yes but not only was this a loss for this project but what downstream impact is this going to have? Because what's going to happen when the next site is brought to council? And now you have a, a basically a proven strategy. Number one, get all the neighbors angry, get everybody out writing letters. And number two, you now have this, this really important ingredient, which is doubt. Can we even trust that the next location will be good? And that's going to be something very difficult, I think, for council to overcome is that question of whether or not we can trust that the next location is Mm. good or the location after that, Mm. which is going to slow this down. And that, to me, is heartbreaking. If you can trust your own staff, um, because if if you're sitting there and you've got recommendations brought in, because this didn't work for me, really. I thought the site was perfect, but, but it was partnered with my sister's place. 
the distance from my sister's place, which is on Dundas Street, yeah. and this is on Fanshawe Road, it's I know. huge. So if like I it I, I just couldn't connect the two sites together because would you have to have an administrator at Sisters Place and an administrator there? That's money that should be spent on rooms. Yep. Right? Well, I, there's just so many things wrong with well, this. Well in, in the spirit of full disclosure, you know, Craig here besmirching my my neighbors there because I live <laughs> I live uh, two minutes away from there, right? So I gotta come to the defense of my, my good neighbors. Uh, there's um no doubt, no doubt that nimbyism on full, full, full throttle yeah. was taking place here. Thank you. Northwest London yeah. is no different than Southwest London, which is no different than you know other parts of the city. It was nimbyism at its finest, right? That being said, um, and I know that there was, like I, I was speaking to uh, Corinne and to others, my neighbors, right? I have no doubt that her inbox was absolutely flooded, right? And I have no doubt that there was probably a collective sigh, like an exhale. You're talking about like the sound of a soul leaving a body. <laughs> the collective exhale heard when that free press article hit, uh, right? In in Northwest, I'm telling you, it, it was audible. Um, the one thing that I had difficulty with, which was exactly what Cheryl said, I'm again from the outside looking in going, all right, one spot, is at Northwest London on Fanshawe and Wonderland Road, yeah. and the transportation's going. Does that does that make sense? Then I thought, well, oh, somebody's done their due diligence. Somebody's looked into it. Somebody's clearly right. The experts. Mm. And now, uh, to your point, Jeff, I'm like, well, maybe they didn't. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, probably they right. didn't. Right. And so that's that's the thing that kind of. And look, uh, Adelosa, 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 rather YOU. Incredible organizations doing incredible work, and I have I still have full confidence that their hubs are going to go the way that they're yeah, designed. Yeah, because but the entire done their due because diligence. yeah, and CMHA and whoever else was involved in the yeah. other in in the city of London didn't do their due diligence on this project. But that, that it puts the entire thing in a you know I said this on the Tuesday's podcast too puts the entire thing in a negative light. Absolutely, and I and I feel like the people at YOU and at, at Losa don't deserve that, but that's the situation that we found ourselves in. Well, because if, if because if the city has no idea what they're doing on the project at Fanshawe Park Road, how do we know they have any idea what, what's going on with the other two? Yeah. So uh, yeah. But you know, so, so it's not even so for me. It's not just a question of whether information's been delivered to. Um, uh, to to the counselors, but also the timeliness of what yeah. when that information is being provided, right? So you're you're on city council, you have a big decision to be made. You know, uh, worst case scenario is you don't get the information. Second, the second kind of case scenario is well, we get it, but we get insufficient or incomplete information uh, in very very close proximity to the to the actual meeting, right? It's like well, you need to read this stuff, you need to make an informed decision, and I've heard it from other counselors on other issues where it's like. We don't have a full, accurate picture of, of no. the information in order to make a decision. Well, how can you make a good decision when you don't have the information? It's and, a problem. And it's not just about making the decision from the, what you're reading, but it's also an opportunity to go back and talk to your constituents. Like, that's yeah. the important thing. Like, city councilors are our voice around the horseshoe, yeah. right? And so it's not just a matter of them getting the recommendation, getting the information to explain why that recommendation is made, but it's also then having enough time for them to go and talk to the people and say, does this pass the smell test if you're living in this area? I mean, mm -hmm. if if the counselor in that riding was given this information and went and talked to the folks and said, yeah. we're being told that no one is being displaced by this, does that pass the smell test? I would imagine people living in the area would be able to, to refute that pretty quickly. I think it was a hurry up and get oh, something exactly. done. Because exactly. they have to cover, um, I mean, Josh has laid his whole 
mayorship on this process. Sure, but, and but then to, Lynn, to, I will say, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Lynn Livingston in a little bit, I will say I understand the element of hurry up here. Yeah. From the perspective of, oh, we need to get those beds at my sister's place in place for the wintertime. Right. I understand why we were no, trying to, trying no, to move I, a little I bit. I don't think they were agree. doing it for that. I love that. I love that you're such a Pollyanna. And you really I, believe that they're doing it for the right reasons. They're not. They're doing it for political reasons because... It can be two things. Oh, but like time does matter here. Of course yeah. it no, does. There's yeah. a sense, I, I'm, yeah. I'm with Cheryl, right? There's a sense of urgency here, 100%, right? Yeah. But the sense of urgency, and now where are we? Like if we'd spent a little little extra time doing some due diligence, we could have... Had three. And I understand Monday morning quarterbacking going on here. I yep. get it, right? Sure. But but it's like we're, we're in a big rush. We're in a big rush. We're in a big rush. Uh, uh, Councilor Ward 7 says, hey, we, I need some time to, to exactly do what your point, which is, hey, can I have some public consult? with? Our, well, no, no, it has to go through. And now a few weeks later, we're going, oh, yeah, just forget all about that. We're going to go back to actually behind, not even uh, back to the start. We're behind the start line yeah. because yeah. because yeah. now we've wasted all yeah. this time. And, right? and, and burn some credibility, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe some irreparable harm has been done right. here, right? So here's, Ooh. again, this is... It's not impossible to foresee a better space coming forward that makes more sense in this one. Yeah. That's possible. I, I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible. <laughs> I hope it happens. Who the hell would want to partner with a city? Now? Well, and therein lies the issue. <laughs> right. Is if you're CMHA, yep. do you feel... And look, Pam Hill from CMHA didn't say this to me because of course she didn't. But if she... like, Are they sitting around their office being like, man, those, the city of London kind of screwed us here. Or do are people sitting around the city of London's office saying, man, CMHA kind of screwed us here. Like, I, I, I'm wondering if there's negative feelings on both sides. And I straight up asked Pam Hill, hey, do you think that the landlord kind of misled you here a little bit? And that's not the way she wanted to go with it. She said there was a miscommunication. And because okay. she didn't deal with a landlord. Right. The site selection. So the city of London, you say you say the city of London dealt with the landlord. Yes, exactly with staff, and it's on their feet because. So if the city of London dealt with the landlord, that's that's a massive staff screw up. Of course it is. If that's the way it went, that's what happened. This whole thing is a massive. um, But to me, though, if you're CMHA and you're going to be running this hub and you hear about the people who are living it, like, do you not go knock on the door and just say, "Hey, what would happen if you like if." but that's it. That's that. It's like if my exactly, Craig. It's like if my wife and I went to buy a house, right? Yeah. And our agent takes us through and walks through. We're like, man, we love this house, right? And then we start going out and we start ordering contractors to do, you know, measurements. So we're gonna do this in the backyard. We're gonna do this in the bit, right? And then we tell all of our family, hey, we we, we bought this house, yeah. and look, hey guys, you know, big housewarming party coming up. And we never even signed the agreement. Like we didn't even put like. We didn't do our due diligence in the oh, sense of. Oh, it turns out the people live here. Don't yeah, people live here. They don't want to. They don't want to sell for the price that we. Yeah. Right. It's like no, no, no. You find. You do your due diligence. And you do your inspections. You sign the thing, and then you do that stuff. It's like. It's like we're talking about all this stuff, and nobody did their due diligence until after the fact. Yep. And here's the thing: it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy from this perspective, that we have a major, major housing crisis in the city of London right now. So when you say, "Hey, we've got to find a spot for a dozen people or whatever to live," there are no spots now. I'm more than willing to believe that there would be better spots to live in the city of London than that hotel where you're eating off a hot plate. Thirteen sixty five for thirteen sixty five a month, which is Correct. criminal. Ball. Well, no, 
I'm not going to say the word criminal. That is incorrect. And hold on, you said criminal. She yeah. said she said corrupt. So we, yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're staying with enough. the theme here, okay? Uh, Jeff, it's your. It's over to you to pick some. You know, uh, no, I'm, it's I'm not criminal. However, it is. Recommend a good law firm. It's yeah, no, it is not an appropriate amount of money for that type of room. But the market's the market anyway. It's, it's that's that's a lot of money for a space like that. So I'm sure that those people, if offered a nicer space, would love to move. Several of them told the London Free Press this. Great. There isn't anywhere else to go. And therein lies the problem. 100%. And this is where I think that urgency comes in, right? But the problem is, is that we're in an urgent situation now because of many, 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 many years of mismanagement of this problem. I mean, you mm. don't build houses overnight. Mm. You don't build apartments overnight. Correct. London has not been working on Correct. our housing issue for a very long time. This was not a problem that started six months ago or no, eight months ago. It, they weren't working on it when we were trying to build 13 years ago. When yes. the killer bees ran the city, they didn't want to build. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. And so I think that like, one thing that I think is very important for politicians, and I understand that it's difficult because you're operating in terms and you're worried about re-election and, and like, okay, but let's take that political mumbo jumbo, put it aside. Mm -hmm. The fundamental reality is that the mistakes that we make today, they're going to hurt today, oh, but they're going to hurt five years from now, yep. 10 years from now, yep. 20 years from now. And that, in my experience, I've been in London for 20 years now. That is the story of London is the mistakes that we made 10 years ago, yeah. we're paying for them now. The mistakes we made yes. 20 years ago, totally. we're paying for them now. 100%. London needs foresight, which is something that we haven't had, whether it's on transit, whether it's on housing, whether it's on infrastructure. We have not had foresight, it, in my experience. And the chickens have now come home to roost. Precisely. Right? So whether the chickens have come home uh, now to roost. So whether we're talking about it in this context, whether we, we, know we were talking off air from a policing context, yeah. whether we're talking about it from a from a transit context, it's like, all right, it's 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 like this increment. And now we find ourselves in 2023 where, all right, all of this stuff that we've said tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, right? Well, tomorrow's arrived and we're not in a very good spot. But right? let's yeah. see what's going to happen. You've got... Oxford County brought in their budget, what, 16 or 14.6% mm. increase. Everything that we've done in the City of London is driven by money. Mm. How much is it going to cost? How much is it going to increase the budget? Like, I, 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 my heart aches for Elizabeth. She's got to bring this in and sell it to council, and that's going to be very tough because people out there are experiencing it's the cost of living is yeah. really tough. And now we're going to say you're going to pay more to do, st well, for example, just let me jump in here for one minute. Of course, I'm going to do it. Um, 2. No, no, one, no one's going to stop you, Cheryl. I promise you, no one's going to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> the, even the fire trucks Even the started. fire trucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> $2.1 million that, that the politicians approved for the winter programming, yeah. right? Out of out of two point one million dollars, we have one hundred and eighty-seven seven fifty to the Salvation Army for the extension of shelter beds and shower service. All the rest of it is drop-in. You've got one hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars for security at London Cares. Um, you've got we've got it's all drop-in. It's all drop-in with a meal. The only beds that are going to be extended are from the Salvation Army out of $2.1 million. That's a lot of money. And that's no beds. 
That's no housing. This is temporary. And that's what pisses people off. Yeah. $2.1 million. Look how many rooms. Actually, I Yeah, but uh, and, and when Melissa Sheehan was on this podcast, I asked yeah. her about that comparison. She said, well, the Salvation Army, like, we should be trying to get as far away from the Salvation Army model as we can. True. So let's not use that as our comparator, But it's right? the one that works. It's Does it? The, it's the, well, it's the one that has beds. The right. only beds in the city. But the beds, like, you know, and, and Melissa could speak to this better than I. Yes. The beds there are not no quality. Like, no. Th- that's a quantity over quality conversation. Yeah, but it's yeah. at least you're bringing them in overnight. Right. And they're sleeping there. They're safe inside and they're warm. And she would challenge you. She would not challenge you on sleeping there and warm. Safe. She would challenge you on safe. Oh, absolutely. She would challenge you on safe. Oh, I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But and, none and of not, this is safe. And not just that, but I, I mean, to push back a little bit on, on Cheryl... Yes, housing is important. Yes, beds are important. Yes, seat is important. But we also have seen uh, an escalation of the cost of food over the last year or so to a staggering amount. Yes, double digits. Massive runs on the food banks. Um, Getting access to a meal, that actually could be the difference between life or death. And so, like, we need stopgap solutions while we're building the long-term solutions. And where I agree with you, Cheryl, is we're spending all of our time on the stopgap and not then doing the other work, which is getting the long-term solutions in so that the stopgap isn't needed anymore five years from now, ten years from now. agree with you, but the problem I have is you're, ask, you're giving the money to the same organizations that have done it year after year after year after year and haven't made any changes, haven't created any beds. I don't see any beds. I was talking to a person who actually is on a board of a, of a not-for-profit, and he was telling me that you can get an apartment in the not-for-profit. And I'm talking about Soho, the area there. You could, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, $500 a month. And they're, they're talking about maybe $750. These people are paying twice that yeah. and, a, and a motel for nothing. Yeah. So, like, if you want, if, if I wanted city to staff to do work, I would want them to feel out as many of those organizations get money for them so that they actually get those buildings up. And they're going up in Soho. Yeah. But they're still having some issues with finances. And that's where, where it loses. $2.1 million would make a lot of a dent in that program for them, too. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, again, I have full confidence in the people at YOU and at LOSA. Me, too. Uh, I think they're going to do a great job with this. Yeah. But the, the the fate of this entire thing is is, is somewhat in question right now, yeah. and that is my that is my concern. Yeah. Because uh, if it's just the t- if it's just the two hubs, like what are we are we going to be really making that big of a difference? Because right now nope. there's an indigenous hub which we need, and there's a hub for young people which we need. But that's all we've got. Yeah. But and that's that's a concern. Yeah, and Anlosa has been doing it. Last year, yeah, and, and they and they did a lot, and, yeah. and 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 talked to any city councilor, and they saw all the results from what yep. Atlosa did. They would say a hundred thousand percent, five stars, every single conceivable, you know, positive thing they would say about it. So do it again, great. But that doesn't put us ahead of last year. That just paces us with last year. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the same as the two point one million dollars, hmm. right. not putting us ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, troubling. Uh, I do, do want to ask you all about winter response before we uh, wrap up the this part of the conversation. Uh, the city's gone ahead and approved that. I think there are some things in here that make sense, uh, and and I've I've gone through sort of the the, the budget items and, and so forth. 
Uh, what do you think about winter response? Because look, I, I like what's there. There could be more, but I like what's there. Yeah, I, I think the more the more is, is is pivotal here, in a lot of ways. Um, we're not doing enough. If you talk to people, um, talk to people on the street and ask them, how do you feel we're doing? Uh, and the answer is not going to be, oh yeah, some incremental changes would be lovely. Hmm. Um, more. We need more. People fundamentally need more. I think part of the problem we have, and we have to split the two off. There's homelessness, and then there's addiction, and and mental health, and, and mental health. health. And oftentimes, there's a there's an intersection, there's intersectionality yeah. Yeah. between the three. But, but still, but still, yeah. they're, they're, but like the solution to the, all those things is, yeah. can be different. Obviously, yeah. right? Sure, That's, you're right. They're getting all looped in together. Yes, and and it's like a one size fits all solution for. A, yeah. not a one-size-fits-all problem, right? Yeah. Again, to your point, Craig, there's intersectionality between the three, but not always, right? And so, no, yeah. because when they call it health and homeless, yeah. we're focusing on the, we're not focusing much on the health. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Uh, let's talk about something else before we uh, wrap up our conversation here, because uh, uh, we, d- we do have to talk about what happened at the downtown <laughs> London uh, yearly uh, general meeting for the business improvement. Whatever area. are you speaking about, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, did something happen? There was yeah, a meeting? There, was, there was something that happened. Now, I have, uh, do not have possession of the audio. I wish I did. I should have reached out to the Fanshawe student who, uh, who recorded it, because, you know, big win for him. Uh, either way. Shmuel Farhi went off on a pretty big rant where he's going after everybody, with the exception of Tai Trong. But everybody else, <laughs> he's he's mad about businesses leaving the core. He's mad about flowers. He's mad about the entire deal. He's mad about the downtown vacancy rate, which, you know, uh, the, the the guy in the hot dog suit meme, I think, may apply to that a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we're all looking for the guy who did this. Uh, Jeff. Your thoughts on what we heard from Mr. Fari at the uh, at the downtown London? Yeah, business. I mean, okay, so I wasn't there. No, um, I've only heard snippets that have been shared uh, in in the news, and obviously, it's it's hard to know if you're not there. Um, I, you know, you re- you made the reference to the hot dog uh, guy yeah. suit here, and uh, I was going to go in a different direction. And to me, it, it felt a little bit like if Starbucks was coming to City Hall and saying, not enough people are drinking on coffee. We have eight stores here and no one is buying on coffee. They have all these problems and that's the issue here. Uh, it, it, it is hard It is hard hearing about vacancy um, when the only name that I see flying high above our city um, is the person that, that's complaining and concerned, uh, very concerned. As I look about, over my shoulder right now. <laughs> about these me. issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm wondering which one of us has the tattoo of his name. Uh, I'm assuming one of us. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm just looking over Jeff's just shoulder and seeing yeah. another. My, 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 <laughs> most of my body's for sale, tattoo-wise. Yeah, I, fair, I, fair I'm, I'm prepared to drop my britches and show it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, okay. Craig, can, oh, we, no. Can, can we get a live stream, uh, Craig? Up and going. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna okay. have to ask my boss oh, about man. that. I think yeah, maybe oh, must see radio. Yeah, apparently. But so, so I think, so I think there, it's. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to hear that. It's frustrating to see this sort of anger being directed sort of willy-nilly and kind of everywhere without, again, to, to Ali's point earlier around this question about complexity. Mm. The problem of downtown is an extremely complicated one. There's complexity here, real complexity here that goes well beyond simply having the Downtown Business Association um, 
I don't I don't know. Arrest everyone? I'm not sure. I don't know what what the request is. In fact, so so, so yeah, agreed. I think with I think with almost everything you just said there, right? Uh, what I'm trying to do, based on what happened, is to compartmentalize the message from the messenger here, right? So uh, clearly, the the means that uh, uh, Schmoll used the, uh, the accusations, the, the 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 loud vocal Schmoll being Schmoll, right? So, uh, but if we just compartmentalize kind of the 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 delivery and just focus on, I think maybe the root cause of where the frustration comes from. I think that a lot of people in the core and in the city would empathize with yeah, the kind I, of the core of sure. what he's saying. Right. So yeah, it's like, let's not, I'm frustrated by homelessness in the downtown core causing problems right, right, for right. my tenants. Yeah, sure. And I don't think anyone would blame that. I know, but, but, but my, yeah. my, my point is, all right. So now the story is schmoll and schmoll popping off at a meeting and yelling at people and then people yelling back. All right. Yeah. I get it. It's sexy. It makes good for a good discussion. Right. But not sexy. Actually, that's, you know what? Oh, sometimes yeah, you want words to come yeah. back. That's <laughs> <I don't, laughs> nope. sometimes you shouldn't be using. In, yeah. That was the uh, It's coming back. Yeah. Let's edit that out, please. All right. I'll, so I'll see what I can do. Is that dollar. seven second delay from Cheryl yeah. from before? Is that still in effect? No, but my, my point is we're all talking about this because of what happened, but let's talk about the substance, right? So there are, the frustration flows from a from a from a remember when I said chickens coming home to roost this has been this kind of incremental uh issue that's been just getting worse and worse and worse over the years and now it's come to this boiling point and and that it kind of like so what are we going to do about it right like so Cheryl what are we going to do about it well I think first I agree with you I think uh Shmuel's message we should listen to yeah. I used to joke with Shmuel when when I felt like it that every time he yelled at me I'd say to him you know you might think that I'm stupid but I'm not deaf mm-hmm. so deafness and stupid is not tied together because he'd yell at me all the time and I'd hang up the phone I never you, you I know never. Th- my favorite part of the clip that's been circulating on the right is when somebody says Stop yelling! He goes. I'm not yelling. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah clearly you are. Whenever, yelling. whenever, whenever someone has to yell, I'm not yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. things have gone yeah. off the rails yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's um, death by a thousand cuts. I really, really think that what's hap- what's happened in the downtown is they have been abused for so many years, trying to make it better. They've been uh, torn up, sewers, streets. Mm-hmm bricking of the sidewalks and like no but no business can survive I mean the old east is going through that same thing people are showing pictures this is my business no one can get to it mm-hmm. and that's been a problem downtown for a good five years so to get out of that a lot of pla- places simply lost their business because there was nobody down there you couldn't walk safely seniors couldn't go down because you certainly couldn't walk down the streets so that's been an issue and then when it's vacant like that and people are closing up their businesses and putting plywood on that brings people who are looking for alleys and safe places to s- to sleep and yep. do drugs i i guess but so I understand his his anger. I really do. Um, but I also want to say to him, okay, good. Yep, heard you. What are you going to do? Hmm. You know, what are you going to do? Because yeah. the only answer is the one that you get. And I, 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 like I keep saying to Shmuel, what? Well, what are you going to do? Well, well, his suggestion I, there, I believe, was something, I believe the quote was cleansing fire. Yeah. Well, you can't have that. No, that's yeah. again. Yeah. But he's also going to go ahead with building and, and he's applying for another four stories. Great. 
I'm yes, build it. Yes, do it. Let's actually build it. Yes, because I want to be there. I want to be there when the backhoe cuts into the earth to build the damn thing. And I bet you I won't be the par- the parking lot that we were talking about yeah. building this building. And I walked I yeah. walked past it on my way to work every day. Yeah, right, but I say, Fellini's. hey, this would be a great spot for this type of residential building. Oh, t- tremendous! Build it. Yes, it's put up it. or shut up time, man. Yes, absolutely. It's put up or shut up time. Yeah, I agree with that uh, because you know all the things that you're talking about that are issues in the core. I'm not saying that more residents in downtown and that alone will solve the problem. Mm-hmm. But it'll help. It will sure help. Will. Yeah. It will help. Sure this, will. It'll help create. You, you're the only one that lives downtown, yeah. right? So out of the, 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 do you live, where do you live? Not in bar. I now I've moved out of downtown, out but of downtown. purely because, um, yes, I you couldn't get anywhere. No, no, but, but, but so, but it, there's no silver bullet here, right? No, but no. More people living downtown, part of the solution. Yeah. Right. Having more people attracting people from downtown, from different parts of the city. I'm your average Londoner, right? I, uh, and I'm thinking, all right, well, I need a reason to come downtown, exactly. right? And if there, A, if there isn't a reason, then I'm not coming downtown. Or B, there is a reason for me to come downtown to go to the Grand or go to some attraction that I can only get downtown. But nights I don't... Nights or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the nights, right? Or, or the Grand or what, whatever it is, right? Something that... But I'm like, you know what? I don't want to deal with... Um, I feel unsafe or there's a lack of security or, or on one hand or lack of parking on another hand. It's like, can we at least try to facilitate the conditions to make people to come downtown? That's where his frustration, part of his frustration, not that I'm going to ever, ever speak for Schmoll, but I feel that's where part of the frustration is coming yeah. is, is to say, Hey, we have this reality on the ground in our core. It's been incrementally getting worse and worse every year. It's now come to a boiling point what the hell are we doing about it? Right. Are we going to do about it? And that's, that's what it is. So yeah, imperfect messenger, but let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater on that one. So I I think it's important to remember though, you know, we're sitting here in 2023 and, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people that are talking about the economic anxieties about uh, inflation, about businesses closing. And, and I feel like uh, back to, to Craig's meme earlier, um, when, when people were acting, they're like, why is it like this? Why, things weren't like this before. And I'm like, did we forget that we just went through three years of a global pandemic? Like, we just went through one of the biggest topsy-turvy, unpredictable moments, economically, socioculturally, mm. ever. And we emerged out of that into a complete, very, very difficult to predict world of conflict and war that's breaking out across the world as well. And then we look back and we wonder, why are things not so good right now? And things are not so good right now because after a pandemic, you don't just flip a switch and return to the times before. There is no return to normal after a pandemic. In fact, you look at the last one that happened, yeah, there were a couple of world wars after it before things got back to back to normal. "Quote unquote." So, I like things are bad, yes, but there are some much bigger societal factors here at play. That, in some ways, time is a necessary evil at the moment. Um, it's going to take time for some of this stuff to stabilize. Well, here we go. I hate doing this, but when I was first elected, you could bowl down Dundas, or you could bowl down King Street, not hit a car or a person. You could send and 10 bowling That's 1997. Bowls. Correct. It was absolutely closed stores. Um, nobody was down there. Nobody wanted to come down because there was no reason to come down. Yeah. And so uh, what I'm saying is that you're right. 
It was horrible before. And they spent a lot of time getting getting opportunities. Well, f- let's face it, go, on, go down to Bud Gardens and read your dad's name. Because yeah. I was on council with him mm. when we fought like hell to get that built. Not just, not just get it built, but get it built to the size that it was. That's right. Right. Because they so, came in with 5,000. 5,000, yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's a market. The, 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 the London Music Hall is fantastic. Mm. Club. What isn't it called? Yeah, uh, music hall, under, yeah. yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. And that's Shout dope. out Brandon Eady. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the staff there, for sure. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an amazing place. And it's done not by the city, but it's done by private individuals mm-hmm. so there's some really great highlights down there so i'm not as despondent um I, i'm actually thinking that we can make this happen it's gotta start rolling because if you start doing the right things secondly lower your rent make it make it if you know to me an empty building you get nothing you rent your building you get people so coming down there living and uh the um, developments by York's, the three of them that they've got mm-hmm. going. And with that, will become a grocery store. There'll be some high-end opportunities down there. It's going to happen, but it's not going to happen fast. Right. But you got to be part but, of the solution. And here's the thing. When you talk a big game about building stuff, build it. you got to build it. No, no, right. Because I don't know if you saw the original tweet CTV sent out about the, the downtown thing. Uh, they said, uh, London developer caught on tape with, uh, with with rant at downtown BIA meeting. I forget what the headline was, but developer, developer was the keyword. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Steve Goodine, shout out to him, responded, uh, wait a minute, developer? That's a picture of Shmuel Fari. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, like, sorry, but like, you'll build something that we can call you developer. Yeah. No, but isn't it a tale of two quote unquote developers? Like, sure. you referenced York, right? Yeah. yeah. York's out there, they're building, they're right, they're doing, like, yeah. you, you see it, right? And, and, than you have who we're talking about, right? And so it's like, well, here's a tale of two two big yeah. corporate entities and, uh, doing completely and different things. And here's the thing. Yeah. Like, I will be the first, like you mentioned, you know, same same for, for me, sure. I'll be the first in line to sit there and clap when they when they, yeah. when they when they put uh, a 200 Albert there, yeah. when they put shovels in the ground, I'll be there to stand and give them an ovation. I'll be right there. And it's not like, it's not that I don't want them to. I would love them to. I just I just need to see it before I think it's going to happen. And the stuff that Schmuel's pissed off about, fair to be pissed off yeah. about that stuff, but just that's that's not how you... Yeah. So I just want to ask Jeff something. I don't yeah, know how much time please. we have left. We, but, have, uh, we, have, we yeah. got time. We got time. So, so the one thing you were saying about kind of the impact of COVID, right? So that's something that I hear used quite a bit on a whole bunch of different levels, right? Well, we're coming up and I'm not dismissing that the, the, the value or the even the trauma that, that's coming from COVID because uh, what I've learned kind of recently is that there's a difference between healing from a trauma and forgetting about the trauma. And sometimes we conflate those two, but how much I understand we're talking in the context of businesses surviving COVID when everybody was shut down. I get that. Right. But how much of the stuff I hear COVID kind of use as, as a, I don't want to use the word excuse, but kind of an excuse for so many things. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense to me. Right. COVID can be cited as a reason for a bunch of stuff. Um, but it doesn't apply equally. I'm not saying that there's not part of it, but how much, honestly, I'm asking you the question, right? How much is the COVID legacy impacting some of the decisions that we're talking about downtown right now? Uh, in terms of impacted decisions that I don't know. Um, I think I'm speaking more so the current situation, the current environment in which we live, there are impacts here that I think are very much tied to COVID, Mm. which are then making us make decisions that I think maybe to what your point, what you're trying to point to is we're making decisions 
based on an environment and a situation that won't actually be a factor in five years, uh, for instance. So, you know, the markets have been really unstable for the last couple of years. Um, we've had lots of supply chain issues, which have had lots of downstream impacts. Um, it's tough without stability for you to start a new business. It's tough when rent is at like an all-time high to open up a new shop or to take a risk where you have interest rates that are as high as they are right now to try to start something new. Mm-hmm. That's not possible today. No. But it might be in five months. Right. It might be in 10 months. But you need the people to go in your door. You have a yeah. business, you've got to have people running in the door, coming in the door to buy your product. And that's, that's there's people, you know, we're massing people downtown now. We're getting more downtown. So I think people are going to have to look at it differently. And I think the, the Downtown Business Association has to be much more aggressive than what they are. But I'll tell you a quick story. When I was on council, Alan Drulo said he was going to build an apartment building downtown, which is right across from uh, city center, down D- Dundas Street, right there. Okay. Okay, on the north side. <clears throat> I phoned him every week for two years saying, well, are you going to build? Have you got your plans in? Have you got this? I drove him crazy for two years that when when the ground was broken, he phoned me up. He said, I want you to come and emcee my <laughs> event. Uh, you've driven me crazy until I'm building it. So come here and emcee this event, and we're going to build. Because you have to be persistent. Because and it's there now. It's there now, and yeah. he built another one. And then more came, and more people moved downtown. So, like, Shmuel, they're gonna, you build it, they're going to come. But build it. And, and that's the thing. And, and here's the thing. I, I know people are going to hear you say, well, if you build it, you don't know if anyone's going to come. Oh. Uh, York believes people are going to come. Well, you know why now, they believe it? Because yeah. they're coming. Yeah. yeah. Right? The, the, the people that I, I walk by Centro uh, on my way to work every day <laughs> that Old Oak is doing, they yeah. believe people are going to come. Yeah. And, like, they've... They've literally bet millions of dollars that people are going to come. Yep. I think they're going to get paid off on their bet, which is fine. But I think that, you know, the, the, the bet is big that people are going to show up. And, and I got to tell you, I live downtown. I love to live in downtown. I miss living downtown. I genuinely do. Yeah. I'm not a happier person necessarily getting out of the core. The core to me as somebody who lived downtown for a while, admittedly before the current crisis. Right. Um, it is not what people told me. People would hear that I live downtown and they would say, oh, but it's so dangerous. It's so loud. Um, I never experienced any of that. I experienced a community of great people. Mm-hmm. Some people having a really hard time, but great people nonetheless. Yeah. And, I and, and you and I, for a little bit, essentially lived across the street from one another. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, I still live in what you would call downtown, just yeah. in a house now as opposed to a condo because... I kept having kids, but yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, you know it's, it's, happens. it's, it's, it's yeah it yeah. happens from time it to time. Happens, yeah. uh, not anymore, <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, uh, it, it's it was the same experience for me. People would say, "Oh, do you like?" I'm like, "I loved living in the Absolutely. condo that I was in." And once yeah. people once you give it a try, once you get down there yeah. and you see what it can be like to be able to walk to a night's game yep. and not have to park anywhere. No, it's amazing. Yep. It is. The greatest. Th- th- not that we're. Comp- comp- I actually I live closer to Budweiser Gardens now than when I did when I was there. Yeah, but so still, you're uh, the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's a great you, you know, it's something yeah. that Cheryl said a, a couple minutes ago. It's like 
for as long as I can remember, quite literally since I was a kid, I've heard downtown revitalization. I actually remember hearing that before I knew what the hell that even meant, right? I'm like, oh, downtown, right? During during the Gosnell days and the DeSico days, and we're going to do that. We're going to build the convention center. And we're going to, you know, I remember King Street, Smuggler's Alley, and it was yeah. like, like okay. And then Galleria, and then we're going to, right? Then we, we, we're going to, where are we going to put the bud or, or John Labatt Center at the yeah. time, right? Well, we had, the, I, it's like, the one thing that kind of gets me is like, for the first time, in our history, it's like we have the actual capital pieces in the downtown, like yeah. all those attraction pieces. Is like yeah. the convention center is downtown, and the Budweiser Gardens is downtown. You got the Grand Theater. You, you got all of these incredible yeah. things downtown that would like that that you said oh, if you build it, they will come. It's like okay, we built it, and now the reason that a lot of the people from the north and the west and the east and the south aren't coming are have nothing to do with the infrastructure of the capital it's like it's these other issues that yeah, um keeping them out right yeah. right and that's that's what it is so it's like we have the pieces in place on the chessboard all the pieces on the chessboard have kind of been positioned and it's like all right well we just got to deal with some of these larger societal issues right in a proper and healthy way so yeah. and you know i don't want to be a broken record but i'll say full disclosure one of the reasons why maybe i don't go downtown very much yeah. is that a bus to take me downtown only comes once an hour where I live. Yeah. Yeah. But that's part of the answer, though. Like, that, that's Jeff, that's part Jeff, of the answer. Just take paratransit. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll call 400 times. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll get me there. They have contract Air Canada for some logistical. Get the catapults. Get the catapults. But Jeff. Is, <laughs> is that Jeff flying through the sky? Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, that, that, nice yeah, 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 but you've pulled the curtain aside. And your face is right there. Your voice is right there. You're not yelling, and people are listening to you. <laughs> I'm not yelling. Is that, if, am I doing this wrong? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Uh, maybe, yeah, no, maybe you've got to yell. No, you have got to yell. You've got to yell. I'm not yelling. If there's, if yeah. there's any, there's any <laughs> yes. that wants to teach me how to yell better, no. um, I know a guy. Yeah. Please give me a call. I'll I take lessons guy. from you. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll uh, we'll leave this edition you, of the Friday Roundtable. You can't right there, end on a better note than that. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, you can't end on a better note than that, right? So. Uh, you, that's true. But I, I I just realized I do want to mention uh, the Lynn Livingston story because oh, yeah. Cheryl wanted to say something about that. Yes. We'll we'll find another note to end on. Uh, Lynn Livingston was going to retire at the end of this year. Now that is going to happen in March. I think that's a little bit strange. My first read of that when I saw the story was. The issues that she said that she wants to kind of handle before she retires, uh, those are not surprise issues. We had a homelessness crisis and a multi-year budget before. So, Cheryl, what's your read on the city manager, Lynn Livingston, staying for an extra three months? I think it's because staff, I'm sorry, <clears throat> don't, this, this is council. Have they put a process in place? Because that should already be happening now, looking for a new city manager. Or, I'm available. Or a temporary <laughs> city manager. Uh, I think that council, with everything that's going on, ha hasn't put a process in place. And they've got nobody to take her place when she leaves. So I think this is as a favor to council that she's going to stay on. Not not that I thought she was a great. I'm, you know, she just certainly wasn't a leader like Martin Hayward. Um, so I think that they've got lots of work to do as a council. Who's going to take her place in March? Start looking now. It's hard to get good city managers. Yeah. Very and hard. Like Who wants to do it? This might be the make or break, I think, for Josh Morgan's, uh -huh. uh, his, his tenure as mayor. This, this term, like, like you said, it's hard to get a good one. And boy, oh boy, do we need a special city manager. Right, we right do. Now. Yes. Like, we need a special person right now. It reminds me very much of 
the parade where the where the guy that I feel sorry for is the guy who's walking behind the horses cleaning up the shit. So like that that's we're in this situation. There's a lot of shit out there. Who wants to come in and manage it all? No, we have to end on that point. That's even better than I'm not yelling. Yeah. There's a mental image, right? I'm not yelling about I'm the shit pooping. that everyone has to manage. I'm not pooping. This podcast hey, how many, is over. How many podcasts have you done? Where, uh, like, right, how long have you been doing this, Craig, for? Like, uh, podcasts yeah. for uh, a little over two years. And, and before that, with all the time that you did, right? Have you ever had any show ever end with what Jeff just said? Not a single time. Thank you. Right. Thank you for listening to this honor. edition of the Craig Needles Podcast. <laughs> Thanks to Cheryl, Allie, and Jeff for doing the show with us. Uh, and uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. The Craig Needles Podcast can be found at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and wherever it is you get your podcast. I also am not pooping. The Craig Needles Podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network.